You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, I'd like to get out ahead of this before we begin this second round of Nerdcast. Uh, for the record, my people are not elves. Not elves. Canonically, I'm of the Hobbits. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast with just a hint of Harry Potter on the side to assuage our overlords over in London, the Touchline Media Group. They love Harry Potter over in London. They love J.K. Rowling. They love everything about the series, and they really believe that it's it's probably their best export. So really, we're doing them a service. Um, I am your host, Asa, a.k.a. The Twig. I'm with your uh, my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. the Stump of the Hobbits, uh, not the Elves, different people entirely. Yes. Um, yeah, entirely different people. This episode- That was brought- like, the, the Hobbits were like three endings before the Elves in the Lord of the Rings. Right. You know, it's like tiered. Yeah, sure. Um, this episode is brought to you by uh, Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Air decides to put in. In our last episode, they put in Dunkin' Donuts, which brings me back to my favorite joke on the internet ever, which is that Dunkin' Donuts slogan is America runs on Dunkin'. Uh, And someone tweeted out at some point, I don't remember who it was, America should probably check the runner. (laughs) It will never not be funny to me. Um, all right, so we are on episode or episode three, book two. Um, <laughs> yeah, the numbering is going to get real weird. You no, know, this is literally episode three, part episode three, book two, part one. Great, we're going to start getting like <laughs> subsection F of clause um, D. 
Yes. Uh, so uh, for, for, for those of uh, you who, who, who treat Harry Potter like it is um, biblical or theological texts, this is uh, Perak Chaper of Secrets, Page Aleph, uh, which I promise you makes sense in uh, my faith, not the Hobbit <laughs> faith. <laughs> um, like to like 15%-ish of our listeners. Uh, I don't... You know, I don't know. Like, we could be well overrepresented in people who understood that reference. Uh, or given that I'm probably, like, half of our listeners, like, you know. Well, we know that you listen and I listen and Noah listens. So, bare so minimum. We're, we're a solid <laughs> Yeah. Bare minimum. We're actually in the majority. Um, if, uh, I, I guess, um, to, to put a timestamp on this, even though we shouldn't, um, Mike Felder did admit to to listening to at least a little bit of what we do, so it's possible he's in there. Um, yes. So I, I don't know that he would have understood that reference. Um, Mike Fe- Mike Felder listened to like a podcast, watched a YouTube video of us, came onto a podcast with us, and he's never going to acknowledge us again. Uh, yeah, but he can't unlisten to that episode and unwatch that video. So uh, forever. No, and he can't, and he can't untalk to us. He talked to us. That counts. Yeah, that, it's recorded and everything, but, uh, but let's talk about a book that introduces two concepts that I, I feel are very important to the, to the Harry Potter universe. Um, racism. One, racism. Two, um, shitty anagrams. Uh, which turns out to be super important to the nature of the freaking uh, oh. naming conventions. It's at the <laughs> yes. end. It's super dumb. Um, like super dumb. Anagrams are not are not all that interesting. So which one? Which one do you think she had first? That's the real question. Well, uh, as I learned earlier today, because I, I do do some pre planning of these things, uh, I was looking into into Voldemort and uh, like Darth Vader before him. Yeah. Uh, his it's name, it's it's French, and it means theft of death. Yeah. So you know, but like that one at least, I guess that one makes more sense because he named himself, and he presumably wanted to name himself after his pursuit of immortality. Darth Vader wasn't like Darth Vader he was, wasn't he like. Was I almost named. died. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost died. I want to name myself after my twin children that i am convinced exist and i'm trying to kill like hold on hold weird. on hold on no, no no remember that darth vader did not name himself palpatine named darth vader vader at that time was aware of potential children i'm not sure uh when uh personhood attaches uh in a galaxy of far far away a long long time ago um but at that time palpatine as a a, a, a dynastic ruler could have felt as if those twins in the womb did uh, establish Anakin as a father. So maybe he was just being like super respectful. No, (laughs) Palpatine Palpatine likes puns, wordplay. I don't even know which one that is. Uh, He's just like, this is going to torment you for the rest of your life as I call you father as you watch your children go away. We're on the wrong series here. We are on the wrong series. Um, As it turns out, my beer fridge uh, broke. So this is, I'm going to be drinking a, a lukewarm cider. That's not great. That sounds lovely. Yeah, that's not great. That sounds lovely. Which brings us back to England. Okay, so um, you as the person who read the books, as a reminder to our listeners, um, Stumpy recently did a reread. I recently did a rewatch. 
um, of the movies. Uh, and, and that's sort of how we're going to, uh, to go about this. So Stumpy, as, as the person who did, uh, who worked with the canon, you get to, to yes. set the, set the stage and, and I can, I'll, I'll, I'll chime in where necessary with, uh, with, with some differences. Oh boy. I hope I don't really ruin this. Uh, for starters, I oh, do enjoy. I swear to you, it, it, it forever, forever funny to me that at, like, after like a throwaway reference to Harry Potter, I get a freaking 15 years later, just like, wow, spoiler alert, man. I, although I did find out that a lot of people that like, a lot of people our age didn't even end up finishing the books. They got to like book four and then just consisted off the movies. Yeah. So uh, we might actually be spoiling things for people that genuinely listen to us. Uh, I do just want to start off by saying I think it's really funny that J.K. Rowling, as as Twiggy alluded to, I am uh, rereading. I am currently, I believe, halfway through Half Blood, Half Blood Prince, which is the sixth book. And it's very funny that like, J.K. Rowling, you can tell how popular Harry Potter gets based on how much detail she goes into uh, explaining things that, like, people already know or should know. Like, in the second book, she again goes through the four houses of Hogwarts and what their four, uh, you know, characteristics are and all that stuff. And then by the sixth book, she's just like, yeah, there's four houses. You fucking know this. Why? Like, why would you I, I, be I can't this? be bothered. I can't be. It's, <laughs> and, and like, it's, it's, it's sort of funny because um, there's probably, I mean, look, there's four, there's four houses. There's what, 20 characters you need to keep in your head. Like at any given time, like sometimes like you'll get like a, a Padma Patil and you'll be like, Wait, who's she again? Right, okay. She went to the dance with Harry in four. She's in the house. She's pretty cool. Great. Um, but like, I, 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 you know, it's the, the last fantasy series I read. Um, I think Padma went to the dance with Ron. I think Parvati is, isn't Parvati the... I'm a father of twins. It, I don't feel bad about confusing them. I don't. It's a thing <laughs> that happens. I, like, I'm, I'm sorry. That's real life. I can, if I really wish I knew how to edit the audio so I can isolate that part. Uh, <laughs> no, but, but like, so, so the last fantasy series that I read, like actually front to back um, was a song of ice and fire. Yeah. And so, so like, it's, it's so funny to me that like, that, that uh, Joanne gets to book three or, or I would say book four, if I remember correctly. I and think that's, yeah, 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 yeah. Before she like stops like justifying herself. Right. Um, I think she kind of does it for some things in book four. In yeah. book five, she's basically like, "Listen, if you don't know this shit already, why are you reading this? Right. Like, um, I know I, why you're. I know why you're here. Just, just we'll just skip over this part." Yeah, and so, but like compared to George R. R. Martin, who it's like you have to keep in your head about three hundred and fifty characters, and like everybody has the same name as somebody else, and yeah. you need to get timelines straight. And nobody has like a distinctive name like Albus Dumbledore. Everybody is named some version of Eddard. Um, and so like, like just, just for example. Aegon. Aegon. Or, or like I was reading something recently uh, where it was like, Eddard Karstark was killed by Jamie Lannister. And you're like, wait, no, no, that's not right. Eddard Stark was killed by Joffrey. It's like, nope, Karstark. You're the idiot. It's like thanks. Yeah, George. <laughs> yes, that's that. exactly how that. That's exactly how that works. Um, uh, to get back to the book, right. so we join Harry this, again. This this flat uh, room temperature um, cider. 
cinnamon flavored. So it tastes like, awful. yeah, it's, it, do you know what it tastes like? Um, it tastes like a very weak fireball shot. That's even worse. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Appleton Cider. Uh, sponsor us. Appletinis. <laughs> uh, Appletinis are great. Nope, no, no comments, no notes. Yeah, no, no. Uh, do, do, I, I don't know if you remember this, but in, in uh, college, we called our drink the apple teeny, smeared yep. off, smeared off apple vodka and Sprite. Yep. Because <laughs> uh, yep, we are fancy. Fancy. Okay. How do we start? <laughs> uh, Harry's yet again stuck at the Dursleys, who, uh, despite, all, <laughs> despite all of our bitching last, <laughs> despite all of our bitching last episode, I, I think it's in book. Five, where Dumbledore finally explains why Harry has to keep going back there. But again, it doesn't come to the book six where like Dumbledore actually confronts the Dursleys. is like, hey, you guys have been a dick for 15 years and I've been yeah. watching. So we're still at the point where he's just kind of like funnily negligent. Yeah, no, no, hilariously like, negligent. Hilariously negligent. Um, so, so at the Dursleys, like, and, and in the book, uh, or in the movie, they do this fun thing where they just, like, skip over a lot of crap. Yeah. Like, that happens in the book. They're just like, look, we're going to give you one shitty thing and, and, and go from there. Whereas, like, the book, if I remember correctly, was like, no, 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 still sucks. Yep. Well, it goes into a great detail about how much uh, Aunt Marge sucks. For those of you that don't remember, Aunt Marge is... Uh, like, Aunt Marge wasn't, was in three, I thought. Wait no no Where, when when's the does the oh you're right this is the this is the this is the dinner party I'm sorry you're right yeah this is, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the flying cake with Dobby right yeah 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 okay so uh wow it's already playing together already so Uncle Vernon has a big uh business dinner that for some reason he decides <laughs> he to was host doing his house. a business <laughs> he was doing a business <laughs> at his house well, where just go out just, where just go his, out. he involves his son who, again, is like 12 years old, which seems like kind of a weird thing to involve in a business dinner. And uh, number two, his nephew that he hates and thinks is a, knows is a weird wizard is also there. And he doesn't like allow his nephew to leave. That's the part that I never got. Like if I were Vernon, and again, we've we've talked a lot about like if I were Vernon doesn't really make sense. But if I were Vernon and I had a, one of those people who had to live at my house for reasons that, you know, again, remain unclear at this point. Um, like, I, I wouldn't want him hanging out. I would just be like, yo, like, you live here. You, you officially live here. Um, go do something tonight. Go to the arcade. Go to the bowling alley. If you get mugged or robbed, well, that's real life. That's you don't sexy. have any money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, uh, how old like why is harry not a street kid <laughs> right like I, if i'm burning and i'm this and i have this big of a problem with them i just open the door at 7 a.m yeah. and say see you at 9 p.m yeah see like 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 and, and do it like like the way that like old school parents used to do it which is like i, I don't want to see you till the street lights come on yeah like just go go do something like like sandlot like get into trouble not too much but like go do something else and like, and, and if I'm Harry, like I'm, I'm just gonna go to the park and play soccer, right? Like it's summer, like there'll just be kids over there. It's like, England, right? Yeah, like like just go to the park, play some soccer, and and get like good at that, so that when you go back to Hogwarts and people are like, 
He was the youngest seeker of the century. He can be like, not only that, I am a perfectly competent uh, left winger. <laughs> yeah, which would only impress Dean Thomas. Which is the, really the point. I assume that there Noted. are some... <laughs> There's, There's got to be, but the only the only uh, student at Hogwarts that has ever like their football allegiances are ever spoken about is Dean Thomas is a big West Ham United fan, uh, and, and he puts up posters and Ron makes fun of him because all of the players don't move. Uh, I, I do want to point out here that uh, West Ham uh, drew today, drew today uh, in in Europa League against Lyon. Oh, yay. I, I didn't watch any of this. <laughs> I'm not sure if Dean Thomas is happy with that or not. Well, Dean Thomas at this point is like, what? He's he's 43. Oh, yeah. That's like a real person. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's been in the wizarding world long enough. I thought you meant like in the book. Dean sure. Thomas is like largely, is largely like just the other Gryffindor second year up until like, the fifth or sixth book where they finally give him some autonomy. Like he's below Seamus for most of the first five books. Which seems like, which seems wrong. Like, I, I, and also like. Well, Seamus's big like personality trait is he lights shit on fire, which cool. Fair. But yeah. Uh, not like. If I could do magic, I would also light shit on fire. But like, you know, like, especially as like kids who grew up, like, like the, these books came out more or less when we were at the ages everybody was. Um, you know, give or yeah. take. Like, you think about yourself at Hogwarts. Like, how would you behave? And like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that I would be the guy who lights shit on fire, but I would certainly be friends with the guy who lights shit on fire because that guy, like, yeah, no, no, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not precisely describing our relationship, but like, no, <laughs> you know, I'd light shit on fire. That'd be awesome. I'm, if I could well, light shit on fire at all times, which is like a wave of a stick, like, hell yeah, yeah. No, and, and strictly speaking, what would have happened in that scenario, if we were Seamus and Dean, um, we would have just used Neville to light shit on fire and then had plausible deniability. Uh, we do have a history of like letting other people do the ding-dong ditch and then, and then driving away. <laughs> and then laughing when they get caught. Uh, Anyways, so we're, we're at the Dursleys. Uh, there's a big dinner party. Dinner party! For, for reasons and then that are unclear. Harry... Uh, gets a surprise visit by Dobby the house elf, which right. pausing real quick. I just, I don't know if there's like more history behind this that I just haven't learned from JK Rowling or not yet, but I've never really understood how or why uh, house elves were the ones that were enslaved by wizards. Is it just because they're smaller because wizards need wands to do magic Elves, house elves, uh, canonically can do it with or without the wand. And also, it appears that house elves can apparate on the Hogwarts ground, which, as Hermione has told us multiple times, no wizard can accomplish. So, like, it seems that the house elves are just better at magic, and I guess they're just smaller or, like, Again, this is not where we get into this is our foray into racism in the wizarding world. We take another left turn in like three chapters. Um, so so I have a theory. It is a, a well-developed theory based on uh two days ago I was at the gym watching old episodes of Dragon Ball Z Bridge. Um this is the nerd cast, I'm not gonna feel bad about it. Um Dragon Ball Z Abridged is a YouTube series in which they like overdub Dragon Ball Z. And make jokes, right? Like they don't take it seriously. They they make it funny. Um, they acknowledge like whatever. 
So there's an episode. Mystery Science Dragon Ball Z. Basically. Basically that. Um, it's very good. It's very fun. Anyways. Um, so there is a race of people um, oh, that, that are um, in, in, in Dragon Ball Z Abridged. They are canonically all masochists. Like they, they get off on being uh, enslaved, like as, as a, as an, as a, as a planet. Um, nice. So like, that's all I got for house elves, because I feel like, uh, like at the time when you would have been enslaving the house elves, like, obviously like, you know, like there, there's, there's something to be said for like, they're all enslaved. So what are you going to do? Um, but like, I think there's something to be said for like, at that like initial moment, um, like that initial white man's burden thing of the whole thing. Um, those house elves would have would have would have fucked up some wizards like bad. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't really know. Um, maybe like they're 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 like descendants of a dumber. Um, the only thing I can really think of is just that the house elves like the house elves can do magic easier, but they're they never took the time to like because it's also established that you can create spells and you can like develop spells better. So, so like, so the like house elves never really did that. They just got the basic like apparate and float and make you, the mixing bowl yeah, go. Yeah. Do you think that that J.K. Rowling uh took like took this idea from the Oompa Loompas? Yeah, probably something along those lines. Uh, like I, because like as I'm thinking about it, um, I, I, I see a lot of Oompa Loompa ness going Loompa Loompa Land, um, like like where it's Loompa like Land. Loompa Land, uh, like where it's like this like weird. Like, why are they here and slaves? And it's like, well, they're shorter than us. Oh, okay. Thank you, England, for reminding us exactly how you feel about the rest of the world. Moving on. Dobby has come to warn Harry that they're going to be terrible things. Dobby the slave elf has come to warn Harry that they're going to be terrible things. No, no, that's no. Uh, Terrible things happening in Hogwarts this year. Absolutely horrible things and that Harry needs to promise that he will not go back to Hogwarts, which we later learned that Dobby, as a house elf, has to punish himself anytime he does anything against his uh, master's wishes. Ironically, Dobby's line appears to be telling Harry what exactly horrible thing is going to happen or who's doing it, which, again, plot hole in uh, the fifth book, Creature has no problem lying directly to people's faces. No, no, no. Creature is awesome. Creature is, is as far as I'm concerned, the funniest character in the entire series. Um, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> because he's just a disgruntled slave. He, he is. Do you know who he is? Like, and, and I didn't have this reference at the time. But he is 100% Steven from Django. <laughs> um, yeah. He's Samuel L. Jackson in Django. Like, he's just like become so identified with this but like i think that like if you got him away from wizards like he's not limping anymore he's just standing up straight like it's all an act and he hates you all and it's so no, it's not when he's away from wizards it's when he's away from or when he's uh just in the presence of all black family that is not capital b black capital b oh god (laughs) and that's how you get canceled We're, we're saying our most cancelable takes today. It's all the second book of Harry Potter. It's just the second book of Harry Potter. Uh, I, I, uh, hold on. I do want to say um, my most cancelable uh, music take is that Kesha is uh, the best pop star of the last 20 years. It's not that cancelable. She's really good. 
oh, she no, got no, screwed by is, management. This, this, this is this is like a huge like like because that like includes like a whole bunch of like Beyonce people, and oh. I'm putting Kesha above Beyonce and Maroon Five and and whatever else there is. Well, one of those was very easy to do. Anyway, anyways, Dobby, <laughs> you have not gotten to, to the flying uh, car yet. Harry, <laughs> we haven't gotten to the flying pudding yet. Oh right, pudding. It's been twenty minutes, uh, Harry. No, Harry refuses to promise Dobby that he won't go back to Hogwarts. So Dobby enchants a bowl of pudding to float along, like, just barely out of Harry's reach so that Harry has to, like, watch in slow motion as this pudding comes down. Uncle Vernon loses his shit and basically locks Harry in his room. So can I, can I say something real quick? No, this is All a right. podcast. You're not allowed to talk. All right, so so... If you're if you're Vernon and you're actually a good salesman, right? And you're actually a good salesman, you take this opportunity not to be mortified. You use it as a look. I'm so sorry, my 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 nephew is so disturbed, which he says. Yeah. So disturbed. The fact of the matter is, is that we we need this sale to to get him the proper help that he deserves. You know, we, this is a, a really important time in his life and development. You know, puberty is a trigger for these types of things, sir. Um, we need your your business in the amount of <clears throat> £120,000, £150,000, um, if you can do it, sir. Right? Like, like if you're a good salesman, you, 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 use, you use this. Like, it's, 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 I, chaos is a ladder. Use it. But there's so yourself. many times, there's so many times in this book series where, Harry, at the very least, should just be like let loose, and at like the most, like he is an he is an objective, uh, you know, something that Vernon can objectively use to better his own life, and he just refuses to use it. Uh, as as I said, we forgot to mention that Harry now is is no longer the boy under the stairs, um, which was like such a big thing in the first book. Like now he has just like has a bedroom. That happened at the end of, or in the first book, though, didn't it? No. Or is he now? Okay. So he's got his own bedroom now, uh, which is a big deal because that means he had. So obviously Vernon let, then locks him in his uh, room, will, won't let him out, only gives him food, puts bars on his windows. But it's important that he has a window now because the Weasley Why? boys come to. <laughs> the Weasley boys come to break him out. The boys are back. Jailbreak. Let's go. Tin, thin Lizzie. Let's do it. Uh, so, so here's my question. Okay, do you think that Ford, the 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 car company, yeah, paid J.K. Rowling any amount of money to make this a Ford and not a uh, Alfa Romeo? I don't think so. Okay, I think it is a missed opportunity because I, maybe they solicited she. This book was not big enough in order for them to like seek her out and pay for it. So maybe they solicited which car company would be, but I feel like you need something that's kind of run down, which the Ford and Angelina Anglia 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 was, I believe a fairly old car at that time. So like it fit. Yeah. It was like a 30 year old car. Yeah. So it would fit that like the Weasleys would have one and that they would, uh, you know, that they can enchant and everything. Yeah. But yeah. and and I just would say, like, just like in terms of the the general tenor and nature of the wizarding world, um, they're probably big fans of uh, Henry Ford. 
Pure Bloods buying a Ford, eh? Okay. All right. All right. All right, Arthur. I see you. No, no, no. I, I, I get it. We're definitely getting canceled for this one. Yeah, it's fine. Anyways, uh, the boys, the boys show up at the window. Um, and in the in the book in the movie, this is this is something that's weird. And I think I I don't again, I don't really remember the book, but I, I assume that there's something different here. In the movie, he just like is like packed and like ready to go for some reason. Yeah, in the book, he's like basically just throwing shit into So that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. So I believe, and somebody on Twitter can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I will. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I believe that like he like sees Ron and the boy and the twins in the car outside the window, quickly packs his trunk, and then once his trunk is packed, that's when they pull the bars off. So it's like in the correct order. Okay. Because the the Weasleys attach a rope to a Ford Anglia, which I'm assuming just is pull the bumper. <laughs> yeah, not a good towing vehicle. <laughs> And they that would be the, the funniest iron, thing. The iron bars on the window, which I guess the implication there is that Vernon isn't as good of a metalsmith as he likes to think he is. Which is fair. But again, it's fair, but still, like, it's metal bars. You like, you should probably lose the bumper. First. Also, don't don't you think Vernon would would be worried about the the resale value of the house putting bars on the windows, especially upper windows? Yeah, it's, so it's implied that it's in the. I believe it's implied that it's in the back in this one. In the sixth book, it is definitely in the front. Cool. So either they just keep moving him around or they just like never bother to uh, check it. I like, I, I like to believe like someone pointed that out to J.K. Rowling. And by the sixth book, she had more money than God. So she was just like, nerd, I don't care. I need it to be <laughs> in the front. <laughs> like plot says that it's in the front. It's in the front. Go away. Um, so they pull it off, and then Vernon tries to hold. Like why? he makes this big deal, right? He makes this big deal about Harry like getting out the window, which like again, I don't understand his concept of if he hates Harry this much and what Harry is this much. He keeps trying really hard to keep Harry in his house. I'm, I'm going to give you an analogy, real quick. Okay. Okay. You know those uh, those those politicians who are super super homophobic, and then yes. and, and then like ten years later, it turns out they um, you know like they get popped for 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 trying to have homosexual relations in a bathroom in Wyoming. Um, yes. I'm, gl- I'm 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 upset that Angus isn't here because he would know who I'm talking about. Like I can't remember which politician this was off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I know. But, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember who it is though. Yeah. Um, like that's what this feels like. It's like he talks about like I hate Harry so much. And it's like, dude, you are doing a lot of work to keep him around. That would have been probably that would have been the best epilogue for book seven of all time. Actually, it turns out that Uncle Vernon's been a wizard the whole time. It's it's like uh it's like the end of 1984. Like Vernon Dursley loved his nephew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but much less uh upsetting because 1984 because i've actually read it it turns out most people um who reference 1984 have never read it i've actually read it it's a horribly depressing ending um no first amendment first amendment okay um so so they they ride off into the sunset and nothing bad happens to harry potter uh for the rest of the year that's the end of the book no That would actually, I've thought about this before. How funny would it be if in like the fourth book, instead of writing him into the Goblet of Fire, it's just him like watching all of it and there's like nothing weird happens. 
So, like, I would love that because, like, one of my favorite directors of all time is Richard Linklater. And his movies are notable for, for nothing happening, right? Like, like tell yeah. me the plot of Dazed and Confused. It has none. It's a setting, right? And it's just people behaving in the way that they would. Um, right. I would love a, a Goblet of Fire where he doesn't get entered. And it's simply like, uh, what, what's, what's Harry doing? Fucking sneaking some fire whiskey under the bleachers and watching, watching some like death. <laughs> right. Like how funny, how funny would it be if it's just that entire year from his point of view? Like it's him watching Crumb hit on Hermione. It's him watching Cedric compete in the Triwizard Tournament. It's hit like, that would just be hilarious. And anyway. like, like and, and, and we could get into like, and, and we'll, we'll talk about this in book four, I'm sure. But like, we can get, he can get into like, Harry like sneakily like hyping up Cedric Diggory the entire time so that people stop talking to him. Like he becomes like yeah, super exactly. social about the whole thing. And it's like, yeah, shit. I mean, I, I, Voldemort couldn't kill me, but Cedric Diggory is in second place in the Triwizard Tournament. So, you know. He might be the, he might be the boy who lives. Maybe the he's the, yeah. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Where's that drink though, Ron? <laughs> Uh, so then we go, the Weasley boys break Harry out of his aunt and uncle's house and drive the flying car again, drive the flying car basically from the suburbs of London to wherever the, wherever the borough is. I have no idea where it's even supposed to be. So I, I I don't think it's ever established, but in my head, for some reason, I like to believe that it's, um, like North like 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 north of London. Um, I, I mean, it has to be. It's supposed to be like a ruralish area. So I I thought it would be like closer to like the the Midlands. I was so so I I was thinking that the Weasleys do seem like a, a Leicester City family. Um, yes, like hundred percent. They 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 would have gotten super into Jamie Vardy era uh, Leicester. Yes. <laughs> Which on the on on the on a side note, the Hogwarts Express trip is like a six hour seven hour affair which means that they are solidly into scotland if they're leaving from london uh yeah i mean i i I think so and also like how much of a bitch is it that seamus finnegan has to get from let's be real dublin he needs to get his ass to freaking london to go all the way north to scotland like this is a two-day adventure for him what about just the Scottish witches and wizards? Like, oh, Oliver Wood. Yeah, it makes no just sense. Have to walk make... over. Like, it, it'd just be like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing this. I'm not imagine, taking the... imagine living in Hogsmeade and they're just like, hey, you gotta be in London. You gotta be in London at 11 a.m. It's like, well, yeah, but I live like I live like I a live 25 minute walk. No, 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 London. Like, but okay, but like, can I just take my trunk over? Here? Nope, gotta go take it to London. Like, go on, fucking. <sighs> Uh, but but when you're not going to London, where you should go is um, to the website of this sponsor. It's really bad that we've gotten to our first commercial break of the uh, second Harry Potter book and we have not gotten to Hogwarts yet. <laughs> we're, uh, we, we're in the third, we're kind of in the third chapter. Excellent. How many chapters are in this book? 18. Yeah. I think a lot of stuff happens pretty quickly. All right, uh, cool. So, 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 so when we go to so we go to the when we go so when we go to the uh, borough and 
not much happens at the burrow. Arthur Weasley uh, really undermines a lot of the intelligence we believe that muggles, uh, wizards have. Like, what's a nickel? And it's like a fucking unit of currency, man. <laughs> well, it's not just, I don't think he undermines the intelligence, but he does undermine the fact that, like, there is a muggle studies class at Hogwarts, which we've spoken about before. Like, did Arthur just skip that course? Did they not have it? Like, I mean, he's he is a government functionary. I wouldn't be shocked if Arthur Weasley spent a lot of time smoking weed and not going to class. Like, I, I mean, we, we we don't get any of it. Like, like it's a it's a weird thing um, that that J.K. and it's not a weird thing because it's a, a children's book, and I know it's not a children it's a children's book. Um, you're telling me that nobody nobody got some weed. Up, up at Hogwarts, nobody's older brother uh, from Muggle Land was like, "Hey, do you know what's much more fun than 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 some butter beer? Like, here's some cocaine." <laughs> yeah, that, that the whole like interplay between the Muggle and Wizard world is very weird because it's like every Muggle that gets up there just all of a sudden forgets everything about the Muggle world, uh, unless it's very convenient for J.K. Rowling to have them remember, right? Like I'm just saying, like in 1991, like you're or, or, or you're telling me that nobody, nobody, not one person at Hogwarts is going around with a cure T-shirt, like like no nobody's like oh man like my older brother like I know I'm a Muggle born but like my older brother's like really really into this band called um, Nirvana. I don't know about Nirvana, but like the cure's a good point. Like, like uh, it was or, a big or deal. The, or the Smiths. <laughs> Like, I feel like they would why be was very... book five? Yeah, why was book five Harry not just playing Morrissey on repeat? <laughs> I feel like they'd be very big in the, in the wizard world. They're like, you know, kind of goth. The whole wizard thing is kind of goth. Like they'd be into it. Yeah, like Robert Smith should have should have gotten triple his 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 sales based on the Wizarding World one. Like, and he can't figure out why. And he can't figure out why. It's like I'm, I'm getting a ton of Spotify plays in this random region of Scotland. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't. I don't think there's anything like very important in the borough. We just have to discover like Ron, we just learn more about Ron's family and uh, and we get introduced and, really to Ginny. Yeah, Ginny is like an important character instead of just like is 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 her government Virginia or is, is that ever established or is her name actually Ginny? I don't think it's ever established. I mean, I assume I it's ass- Virginia. You would assume, except that uh, she would be a wizard born in roughly the early 1980s. They might not feel so great about Virginia, uh, Commonwealth in general, or other <laughs> things that they lost in the in the war. Do you, uh, and again, we've, we've gotten back to this. We'll talk, we, we will have a good 30 minutes on wizarding nationalism in the beginning of, of our book four takes. Um, but, but like, I, I'm just saying, like, yeah, because all of book one through three makes no sense. But you get to book four, you're like, oh, there's others. Shit. <laughs> uh, well, well, that's weird. Um, but anyway, so okay, so we meet Virginia Weasley. I'm going with Virginia because if you look at the other names, right, you have Ronald, Fred, George, Charles. I mean, all of these are kings' names, right? And Virginia is a reference to the Virgin Queen. Um, Victoria? Oh. That's, that, that, that's how sure. it's written. Yeah. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. That, would, that w- it wouldn't have made sense for it to be Victoria. 
because the Victorian era was in the 19th century. Um, Elizabeth was in like 1600s, and so Virginia. Oh, we're back to we're back to being a history podcast. Great <laughs> history podcast. Geopolitical geo, European geopolitical podcast. Great, 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 great. Uh, okay, so so okay, so now we're 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 going to platform nine and three quarters, and we get no, to the next oh no, 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 no. We have a very large interlude first. We have to go to Diagon Alley to get everybody's school supplies. Oh, flu flu powder, flu powder, which again, dumb invention. I don't understand, especially when, uh, you know, it comes up later. The whole, like, traveling in the wizard world makes no sense because as she kept going through books, I think J.K. Rowling realized that each one of the methods that she introduced was, like, less than practical. So she kept having to, like, just, like, port keys uh, can only work at specific times into specific locations until you get to Goblet of Fire, in which case it works as soon as somebody touches it. You can't apparate unless you're 17 years old until the sixth book where you can just hold on to somebody and they can apparate with you. Like, okay, sure. I'm, I'm just saying, like, like it, it seems like the wizarding world, like, why was there no, like, Elon Musk who, who was there to be like, this seems to be a problem. I'm going to disrupt it. Traveling far distances via freaking train is not efficient. And if you're, t- yeah, if you're I didn't t- even think I didn't even think about that. That, that. that whole thing is really dumb. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. But like, and flu powder is specifically dumb. Um, because like you're telling me that the best the wizarding world can do for family vacations is you have to speak clearly. Well, what if you have a kid who can't speak clearly? Stutters, <laughs> stutters not allowed. <laughs> childhood Joe, childhood Joe Biden in, 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 in Egypt. I'm I'm just saying like. Imagine trying to get like like you're it's it's you and your a couple of your buddies okay it's spring break, uh, it's Easter break from Hogwarts you're 16 it's like we're going to Ibiza, Ibiza what I I actually don't know how to pronounce it um it's like I can get to Ibiza and you can get to Ibiza and then we've got our friend over there who's got a stutter and he ends up in Italy does that seem like it makes sense. <laughs> I guess the only benefit is that you really only wasted like 12 seconds. So you can just keep trying. <laughs> it's like there's one asshole who's <laughs> just constantly popping up in random people's, um, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, um, fireplaces. And it's like, you show up in someone's house. Where are you trying to go? I'm, I'm trying to go to Giza. Bitch, this is Ibiza. <laughs> I want to go to the No, pyramid. I'm Eliza. <laughs> where, where, where are you going scotland well my name's scott where, where you're in ohio my name is scott land this is, a bro- <laughs> this is a broken system this is a very bad system uh and we end up in diagon alley um, no we end up in nocturne alley nocturne alley which like, which really like doesn't really do much except uh you know, further imply that the Malfoys are Nazis. They've got Mal in their name. It means bad. <laughs> oh, that's in Spanish. We're working in French in this book. You're right. Um, <laughs> again, I just keep coming back to General Grievous. It's like, was General Grievous ever going to become like a carpenter? No. <laughs> yeah. So we go to we go to Nocturnalia. We go to Borgen and Burks, which is basically just a dark art store which despite the fact that like 
multiple times throughout the book, they try to establish the fact that there's like raids to take all these dark art stuff. That's like somebody just, that would be like somebody going to like Fifth Avenue, New York, and then on an offshoot of Fifth Avenue, there's just a store full of Nazi shit. And you're just like, well, we should probably shut this down and like well, it's, it's it's like yeah uh where where are you going oh i'm going to bloomingdale's uh it's where is it 57th and 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 uh and lex oh cool uh i'm gonna be at third and 56th oh what's there the nazi outlet okay <laughs> um for what it's worth uh there's actually a phenomenal pizza place at 56th and lex uh for what it's worth i'm pretty sure you can find kurt Schilling at the nazi outlet yeah, yeah. Uh but he's just asking questions, man. He's he's, sure. he's he's just saying. He's just saying. Um so okay, so we go to 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 like and and again, like you have a government, okay? It's well established that this government is basically the only thing going. Um you know, it's not like it's not like they have like a strong libertarian uh history in 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 the wizarding world here. Um right. so like the fact that the Ministry of Magic is not like hey, guys no is is really like a plot hole as far as I'm yeah so we uh discover that there's there's a nazi corner of the diagon alley and then we go to um we go into actual diagon alley where we have to go through a number of different hurdles to get to the next plot point which include m- Meeting Gilderoy Lockhart, which hilarious character. I, I, it's funny because I, I remember when I first read the book and when I first saw the movie and I hated him. I thought he was so blah, blah, blah. Now he is my hero. He's really, and Kenneth Branagh is such a good cast. Oh, guy. such a good job. Such a good job. But seriously, um, phenomenal character. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, like, like you talk about him. As as like uh, like and, and we're taking the everybody at their word here. Um, Gilderoy Lockhart, and I'm, I'm I'm skipping ahead. We'll get we'll get to sort of his undoing. Um, but the fact that there's a dude in the Wizarding world who's like the hero and savior, and it's like dude can't do shit. He's just really good at talking. No, the funny thing is that there's only one. Right, like <laughs> right. Right. You don't think that somebody else, like, pick a random Hufflepuff from Harry's, (laughs) like, Justin Finch Fletchy isn't just like, oh, I can be that guy. I can be that guy. It's like, like, it's it's the Dread Pirate Roberts, but funnier, because he's super, like, vocal about it. It's like, like, Gilderoy Lockhart as, like, a shitty author, and the fact that that, that, um, Joanne made him an author is, like, self-serving is all get out. But um, so funny. And like the fact that his argument for why it was okay is because those folks were ugly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, like you're going to have ugly people be your hero? Come on now. Be serious. (laughs) It's it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be reminiscent of like all the voice dub overing where again, spoiler alert, uh, we used to dub over black women's voices with pretty white women. Or we would dub the black women's voices over pretty white women. Uh, so again, yeah. we're getting canceled for this whole episode. Whole episode, like like I think the episode here is in which we get canceled. Um, 
At least this one. That'll trick that'll trick people <laughs> listening. That'll get it. Um, so so obviously, uh so the the events with with Lockhart, like meeting him, like having him say, like, oh, you're almost as famous as me. Ha ha ha. Um, yes. So um, here's here's my question. And here's here's what I, I remember thinking, like in that moment, beyond this dude is my hero, because grift, man, grift until yes. you can't grift no yes. more. Gildroy Lockhart is like the grift king of the wizarding world. Yeah, and we love it. We we are pro-grifting. Um, but like here's my here's my question, and here's like the 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 sentiment that I want to get across um when we first meet him is when he's doing this, like he is very, very audibly saying, Hey this dude is almost as famous as me. Let's take a picture. And all of like the, the, the women who were there who were like so interested, right? Like it, it's, a, it's implied that Mrs. Weasley would leave Arthur if Gilderoy Lockhart asked. Um, like did at any point, did somebody say to themselves like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait, that, that, wait, wait a minute. And, uh, but uh, maybe it's something about like, I don't know, like pretty people get away with shit. I, I don't know. That, that, I mean, that's probably what we're going for here. Yeah. And then we meet Lucius Targaryen. I mean, now for <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot of incest and they have white blonde hair. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a lot of uh, similarities there. So then, yeah. So then we get to go where again, um, like the whole thing is that we sit there and watch in a crowded bookstore full of middle-aged women they watch a middle-aged man just mock a bunch of kids for being poor. Uh, again, hero. <laughs> like, do, do we have a problem with this officially on this podcast? <laughs> Not really, but like a little bit. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, don't be Poe. Um, buy, buy my books. Um, I'll tell you about how to defend against the dark arts. But... Um, but then we, again, Lucius Malfoy walks in. Um, we find out later that he slips Ginny um, a horcrux, <laughs> which... Well, it's not a horcrux on? until, like, the sixth book. But also, yeah. how do you not see that? Yeah, does he get slips it in, Not only does it get heavier, but it's not like it's a thin book. Like, he slips it, in, like, I believe in the, uh, in the movie, he at least slips it into a cauldron, so it's, like, kind of mixed in. But in the book, he slips it in amongst her books. So, like, I don't know if you've ever tried to shove a book inside of another book. The second book doesn't close as easily as it did before. <laughs> like, it's kind of obvious there's something in there. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's a problem. Um, and, like, as with a lot of things, like, I'm sure if we, if we brought this up to Joanne, she'd just be like, ah, shit, I don't know, Wizarding World, man. <laughs> Which, like, fine um but 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 this is another place where there's a a difference between the movies and the books and it's and it's a little bit disappointing um in the books if i remember correctly there is a fist fight between uh lucius malfoy and arthur weasley both of whom are in well into their 40s um yes and that doesn't happen in the movies and it's such a missed opportunity because it would be so funny because like again like when you're a kid and you see two adults fighting, it's like unsettling to scary. When you're 31, seeing two overweight, over-the-hill nothings get into a drawn-out fistfight sober in the middle of a bookstore, you're like, I mean, like, I I don't want to date myself here, but man, world star. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she would be so funny. 
I, I would die laughing. Yeah, the fact that Her- that Hedry just pulls him apart and isn't laughing while he's doing it <laughs> is obviously just a huge plot hole. Like that, 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 like that's what I'm. I missed from the movies. Like, like you get a, a competent director to film forty year olds like fist fighting, like, and it's not like you don't have it like thirty style boxing. Like, I, I understand this is yes. not, this is not a, a visual medium, but like. You know, like the old school, the, like yeah, the old manly man meme where yeah. he's like got both fists out in front of him, like oh, sir, <laughs> like I just, oh, sir, yeah, like I, I just imagine that that would be the best way to do this. Um, okay, so uh, so the big plot point there is that um, is that we we get the book, the, we get the Horcrux. It is a Horcrux. Which again, we don't we don't find out until like chapter eighteen, right? But again, like that's what we're happens. in chapter four. We're in chapter four. Okay. So we Spoiler. Get, spo- sorry. Um, uh, this comes up in the next episode because we've been going for 50 minutes. So I don't think we're going to get through book two tonight, my good friends. Uh, you might have to wait a week. I apologize um, to say nothing about our recording schedule. I mean, certainly we're going to record this at a different time, right? I still think we're getting through book two tonight. <laughs> Uh, so okay, so so then we get to so, uh, does Hermione show up at this? I point? believe Hermione's at the burrow and comes or no, she meets them at. I think she meets them at Diagon Alley because I believe that's when we like discover that like um, Hermione's parents. That's when we learned that like Hermione's parents are just exchange, exchanging human money for Muggle money, right? Or, or, I'm sorry, Muggle money for wizard money at Gringotts. And Arthur Weasley loses his goddamn mind. <laughs> uh, really, one of the funniest things that 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 happens in this entire um, world is that Arthur Weasley, guy in charge of Muggle shit, is unaware of the Muggle exchange rate. Again, we do get into a question of like who sets the exchange rate, like the goblins. You can say Jews; it's fine. <laughs> The Jew goblins, the Joblins. Joblins. They took our Joblins. Janus Joblins. Yes, well-known goblin. Well-known Jewish goblin. Janus Joblin. Um, great, great with financial matters. Fiduciary. Uh, she was a fiduciary. Yes, of course. Um, so, so okay. So, 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 can we get to platform nine and three quarters? Um, because yes, that's us, where the next yeah. place. That's the next place we're going. Thank yeah. God. Uh, so, so. This is one of the things I'll, I'll tell you, like as a 12 year old reading this or however old I was, I don't remember how old that was, uh, 10, let's say. Um, I remember being confused by this because I am the youngest child. I am the youngest child and I've been on vacation with my parents. And when you have to go single file or some version of single file, one parent goes first, yep. another parent goes last yep yep that is how every parent with multiple children behaves every single one and the reason is is that you need someone to watch people because children from the ages of i can say this confidently two to again i can say this confidently as someone who is 116 up to 16 will sometimes get distracted i was gonna say 31 (laughs) people get distracted i once went on a field trip with friend of the pod jonathan and I had to, I had to take off a, a shoelace and wrap it around his wrist because he kept wandering off. I was the same age as him. As a parent, you are always thinking to yourself, I'm not leaving this kid with the ability to wander off. 
not because he might run into a wall, but because is it that un- impossible that 12-year-old Harry and Ron, like everybody goes through and they're about to go through and it's like, wait a minute, that that girl's sort of hot. You want to go talk to her? Shit, yeah. Because remember, these kids are dumb. Ron and Harry are not smart. They're not bookworms. They're not super stoked on school. <laughs> they are at best, going back to today's and Confused, like Randall Pink Floyd. It's like they're there. Certainly went to school that day. Um, did they leave? Certainly. Uh, would they would they quit the football slash Quidditch team in order to go to a concert? Maybe. Ben, depends who's playing. Could be the cure. Uh, well, okay, yeah. So, like, besides the one parent in the front, one parent in the back thing, like, it's also fair to point out that uh, Ron is the second youngest Weasley. So even if we don't do one parent first, one parent last, you'd think that they would have one parent with Ginny and one parent with the next oldest, with the next oldest, next youngest, whatever. The other thing is, uh, as this entire book series does a, uh, you know, tries to convince us, Harry is a very important person. Harry should probably not be left alone (laughs) just on the middle of a platform in the middle of London. Yeah, like, I guess it is a good point. Like, let's let's take a step back, right? Like, Harry Potter, at this point, right? Like, Voldemort's been gone for 12 years, 11 years. We know that some of his disciples are still walking around uh, as recently as, oh, I don't know, the previous chapter, when you get into a fistfight with him in the middle of a bookstore. Like, you're telling me that Lucius Malfoy is not going to take a shot at him? And you know, you know that that same person is scheduled to be at the same place at the same time because there is again one way to get to Hogwarts, and it is the fucking train. So, like again, like so, like we we keep coming back to this point where it's like this doesn't make sense. Although you know, the more I think about it, the more I I wonder, like, why didn't Lucius Malfoy ever like take a shot? I think he just waited. I think he was waiting until he had like a sign that Voldemort could sustain himself. But I mean, that's a pretty good point because like he had plenty of time to just do, shoot do you his think, shot. Yeah. And do you think that Lucius Malfoy was not aware that, um, uh, that, that some things happened in, in, in Hogwarts in book one? Like, do you think that he's not like well placed sources enough? I mean, he's on the board of governors at least through the end of this book. So, like, that's the point. Like, he had to have been aware. You're telling me, like, at this point, you're like, okay, like, I know Voldemort's alive. I know that he's coming for Harry. I don't even I think need to about a green cadaver. But I, I think there's a difference. I think there's a difference between, like, knowing that he, there is a potential that he's not, again, it's not that he's alive. It's the potential that he's not dead. Because if you kill Harry Potter, like, there's a good chance without somebody there to protect you and like to get you off, you're going to Azkaban. So I think he was kind of waiting until Voldemort was back to the point where he'd be like, I can kill him and nobody can do anything. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I guess like, I, I feel like wizarding uh, murder uh, is like, seems, seems like more of an issue than like, like, and this might be the most American thing I'm ever going to say, but like, I feel like you can get off murder <laughs> charges. Yes, 
that again, it's also well established throughout the book series that Voldemort, uh, I guess, as Tom Riddle, murders at least three people. Yeah, I'm sorry, at least four people, and gets away with them. Well, we we know that he, he kills three of his own family members. Yeah, uh, we know that he kills two Potters. I guess technically, he didn't, I don't know if he got away. Well, I mean, I mean but they people knew. But there's a difference between like getting away with it and like like people knew he killed the Potters. They didn't really know he killed his parents until Dumbledore figured out how many years later. And we really can, and we'll get to this later. We can pin Myrtle on Tom Riddle, which again. Yeah. Was not blamed for it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll get to Myrtle in a second. But um, that's for oh, no, we're going to get to Myrtle in like three weeks. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to Myrtle next week. We're we're going to be optimistic that um they run. So so this is the last thing we're gonna we're gonna get to on this episode. Um, which is <laughs> that uh they run into a wall. Um, which fair. I, I mean, if you've never run into a wall, uh, in a train station, I really really advise you to take trains different. Um, because uh, being sober on a train, super boring. Um, being a little bit, a little bit ready to go, pleasant. Excuse me, never run into a wall on a train. Uh, you've so. never run run into a wall on a train platform. I don't know. See, <laughs> that's the point. That's the point. <laughs> I run into walls. So there's a good chance. <laughs> um, so, so, and then they they get to uh, desperation mode now. This is this is like probably exhibit A in the argument that Harry and Ron are just the dumbest boys alive. Um, yeah. which yeah. is that instead of going and waiting by the car and saying, like, hey, like, you know, our parents aren't gonna like parent us for the next nine months, they'll figure out a way to do it. Um, they're like, no, 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 let's let's do some GTA, let's get some Grand Theft Auto going. Dude, it's so much worse than that in, in the book. Uh, do we want to get into that this episode or do we want to take our break? And- and start with a rant for next uh, no, no, no. Let's 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 end on this because I, I want to get to um I want to start at Hogwarts. Like I think that's like a good way to to do okay. the next episode. Their first thought is, "Oh my God, we can't get through. What if my parents can't get back to me?" As they if, can like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> like it's not like they went to a different dimension. The, that still exists. They can still like just walk around the wall. It's like one of those gates you see that don't have like anything on the end. It's like I understand that you can't go directly through, but you can clearly walk around. So they deliberate all of like three minutes before they're like, nope, we can take the flying car. Problems with that. Number one, again, dumbasses waited three minutes before they're like, Grand Theft Auto is the correct solution. Number two, uh, I don't know if this is mentioned or not, but like cars use keys. So I don't know if they like use magic, which again, they're uh, not allowed to do if, yet. If I can, if I can quote um, warrior poet Wiz Khalifa, no keys, push to start. I guarantee you a Ford England does <laughs> not have that. Ford England does not have that. Yeah, there's uh, no way. So like. So the implication either that they did magic, which again, you're not allowed to do, and Harry should have gotten rep- reprimanded, or for some reason, Ron had the keys. And yeah, see? And <laughs> lastly, they are in, I don't know if you guys have ever been to King's Cross Station. It is in the middle of fucking London. So their thought was we can get a flying car sure. from the ground <laughs> to cloud cover 
without eleven thirty a.m. without anybody noticing in the middle of London. Like even on the rainiest of days, if I saw a car flying, I'd be like, "What the fuck? We need to talk. To, I need to talk to somebody about this." Can we talk to somebody about the flying car? Um, and, and here's the secondary point: is that this actually establishes one of the annoying parts of the fucking train, which is you don't need the train. You can take a flying car. You can take a, yeah. a, a plane, even. Uh, you can t- take a helicopter. Um, you can walk. Walk. Can you bike? You're Oliver Wood. You're Oliver Wood. You live 15 minutes away. Uh, yeah. So I know that there's like an invisibility cloak thing on the car, but like they don't. No, they don't. Like even then, on a busy London street, you can't just hit an invisibility thing. Like if I was walking down the street in London, and all of a sudden there was a car there, and then there wasn't a car there, I'd be like, no, there's. I need to. Let's let's talk I've, about this. Okay. I need to have. <laughs> I need to sit down. How much have I been drinking? Uh, and the answer is. Uh, one, Appalachian, uh, hard cinnamon cider. Um, so a special thank you to Joanne K. Rowling. I don't know what it is. Catherine? Oh. Sure. Um, for writing this book and giving us something to talk about. Um, we will be back for part two of book two in episode four uh, of the Nerdcast uh, next week. Um, special thank you to our sponsors of Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever uh, Blue Wire decided to put in. Um, we will have an Instagram devoted to Gilderoy Lockhart's grifting uh, up and running shortly. Don't you worry about it. Um, we uh, next week we will be um, we will be uh, getting back to our normal cadence of things uh, where we talk about uh, football and football. But uh, make no mistake, uh, we have set a schedule. Nerdcast is going to be with us uh, through the summer. Um, whenever there is not something specifically going on on a Sunday, we will be here. So uh, we special- keep saying, yeah, we keep saying that there's like a definite end date, and then we go through it. And it took us uh, two turn two times to get through the first book. It's going to take us three to get through the thir- to, through the second. So, like exponentially speaking, we might be doing this until like 2032. Fibonacci sequence says that we will be done in two, three, five, eight. Uh, 13, 21 factorial. That's a lot of numbers. Uh, anyways, uh, special thank you to um, uh, to you, the listener. If you would like to tweet at us, uh, you can find uh, Napoleon Gregg at Mr. Mojo Rising 89. You can find me at Diamonds Esquire, but as you probably know by now, I'm the guy behind the TLS underscore N underscore TDS account most of the time. Uh, sometimes other people take it. I really wish they would do so more often. Um, you can find our other co-host for the Nerdcast at Nerd Angus. You should just tweet at him about this episode because he is currently, uh, as you listen to this, in Florida. He's everywhere. He's nowhere. He's, he's here. He's there. He's, he's everywhere. But I can. Anyways, uh, <laughs> please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell uh, your local car dealer, um, and. Uh, Obviously, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.